Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to SOS Small Business Success Podcast. I appreciate each and every week when I hear from you guys uh, sharing that you enjoyed the last week's podcast. Thank you so much. Tell your friends. Because this is designed to be really simple information to be able to help us grow and prosper and not get so overwhelmed by some of the things that we understand can make business difficult today. So welcome aboard to the SOS Small Business Success Podcast. We really cater to service business industries, uh, beauty and wellness industries in regards to the topics that we talk about each and every week. I'm your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. So glad to have you here. And again, thank Thanks for the messages when you share with me that you enjoyed the podcast. You know, for five years, I did a uh, podcast called Beauty Inside Now. Actually, it wasn't a podcast. It was a live radio show. So I was on the air every week with Beauty Inside and Out. And we talked a lot about, you know, the up and coming new trends in beauty, the uh, new products, new technology and beauty. Um, but the truth is, is where I really felt like we needed more support was in the everyday business side of beauty. Um, when we look at how our businesses might be struggling because we're working so much in our businesses that we don't have time to work on our business. And the SOS coaching program and this podcast is designed to be able to have you see the simplicity of things that you can take on with your resources, time, money, and energy to be more successful at running the business and not always just working in the business. So we say that the SOS stands for the strategic opportunity for success and that the strategies that we talk about each and every week fall into these five, these five keystone areas or these five pillars and it's sales, operation, mindset, marketing, and education. And we'll focus on a specific thing or a general topic around one of these. And today, of course, we're gonna be talking about sales. Uh, and sales is always kind of a, it, it's an interesting conversation and most of us try to avoid having the conversation around sales. And most of us try to avoid thinking that we have to be selling. But the truth is, if you're not selling, you're not surviving. Okay, you got to be selling to survive. So our title today is learning to fish. All right, learning to fish. And you guys have all heard that expression, right? Um, you know, if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. If you teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. So the SOS podcast is designed to be able to teach you to fish so that you can learn to do certain sets uh, and, and prioritize certain strategies to be able to help your business grow and prosper. Because here's the thing in regards to our, our keystone strategy today, which is sales. If you continue to avoid selling, you're, you will be devoid of profits. That's all there is to it. There's a point where you have to always be in a selling mindset. And how I define the difference between sales and marketing, because they, they, they layer each other, okay? They're not the same at all. You know, sales would be, you have a strategy in place of how to be able to sell. Marketing would be the, the, the planned activities to increase sales. Branding, of course, is the personal um, essence of who you are that you're putting into a marketing strategy in order to create brand awareness and improve your sales. Okay, it's personal. Branding is personal. Marketing is the plan. Sales is the tactic. And you have to be able to have a really good sales 
tactic in place in order to constantly be in the mindset of growing. And what we also know is that trends vary when it comes to sales strategies. So how we used to sell ourselves in the past, you know, we'd, we'd be out and about and we'd hand somebody a business card was a sales strategy. Today, it involves social media. It involves having a digital presence. But at the end of the day, sales is always about a level of communication. You have to be able to be good at communicating effectively with the potential buyers, whether it is through a marketing campaign, whether it is in real life, um, or whether it is just random, you know, meeting somebody at the grocery store and handing them a card, right? Okay. I don't care what you call it. You could be saying, oh, well, we don't really sell in our business. We educate people or we share opportunities or we solve problems or we offer suggestions. I don't care what you call it. It's sales. So just get comfortable with this four-letter word, S-A-L-E, S-E-L-L, either way you put it. Get comfortable with it because this is going to be the difference between surviving and thriving when you can really up your game in the sales. It's selling 101. It's selling more sophisticated. You got to get good at it. And owners of businesses, you guys should have some certain expectations, some goals. Um, you got to meet certain criteria of expanding and, and because you have no time to be stagnant. Okay. So if you're not measuring your sales, um, then you're not growing your sales. Okay. I know that there's a lot of, you know, maybe data that you have to look at in order to, but you should be looking at weekly sales. You should be looking at monthly sales reports. You should be looking at who's doing the selling, who's not, because then you can dissect down. This person is falling behind the curve. This person is doing a really good job. I'm going to match those two up and I'm going to say, Hey, why don't you show them or shadow them or do something to be able to support them in being more confident? Because I'm going to say Sales is part skill set and it's part confidence. And, you know, we can always learn more skills, but sometimes it's hard for us to be able to look and say, how do I gain more confidence? Well, you get better at what you do. You become more of an expert at what you do and then you get more confident. Okay. And, and actually selling is easy and fun. Um, it should be exciting to be able to watch yourself grow. There should be, um, you know, a, 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 some recognition and some, and some opportunity to be proud of anybody that is growing a business and increasing the sales. Okay. But it does require these skills. These are the skills that I'm going to, that I'm going to share with you today. It's, it's two very important skills. One is listening over speaking to be a really great salesperson. You have to be a really great listener. And that the listening skills, if you can enhance your listening skills, what happens is that the clients end up selling themselves because you're engaged in a conversation that is so targeted that they accept the directives that they're taking themselves down and say yes to themselves. You're only just kind of like a prop guiding them prepping them. And we'll do some examples on this as well. The second skill that I think is really essential to have to be a great salesperson is the art of storytelling. And it's, I say storytelling over overselling. 
okay? So when we say like in the service-based business, when we say you have to sell your clients retail, well, retail is a word that we use as it's an internal world word. You would never say to a client, oh, let me show you what retail we have available for you, okay? You'd never use that word to a client. But you would be like, let me show you what home care or let me show you what products, okay, that we have available for you type of thing. So if you learn to storytell over over selling, I think you're going to realize that it's actually fun and it's not that difficult. And the client is in fact selling themselves in there. Now today we're going to touch base on this storytelling part of it because uh, listening, listening, good listening skills. Um, is an art as well, but you have to practice that. You have to practice the art of listening. And what you have to listen for is where they need support, where they need help, where they're asking questions and where you're filling in the blanks for them. Okay. Storytelling, on the other hand, is kind of like a guided approach to being able to make sure that the client is getting the maximum experience with the maximum amount of opportunity and education to have, and I'm going to use a reference of a hair salon here, to have their hair or skin or whatever it is that you're selling look its best or be its best or help people um, to have a better life. All right. So we're going to talk about the four steps to storytelling her. And the key word here, you guys, is stories got to be good at creating stories. And I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily talking about maybe the generic story that you think where it's like once upon a time there was, but how to incorporate the idea of storytelling conversation into your conversations with your clients to be able to enhance your business, upgrade, up level your business, sell more to the clients that you have in the chair. There's only two ways to increase sales. One is to sell more to the clients that you have. Two, find new clients. If you can be in a position of selling more to the clients you have while also being in the position of having new clients, then you have a business that is potentially thriving, all right? So let's talk about the art of storytelling here. There's four different types of stories. And one of them is kind of an opening story, all right? And I teach this when I teach people about um, speaking skills, presentation skills, public speaking. This is part of the genre that I teach people when they're creating their um, presentations to deliver to other people because all of these stories have to be incorporated within a presentation in order to create a high level of engagement and a high level of buying behavior as well. So here's the four stories we're going to talk about today. Opening stories, expert stories, authentic stories, and transitional stories. And again, keyword stories. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the opening story. I want you to think about the opening story. So let's say that you are, in, you know, you're in the service provider world of beauty and wellness and uh, the, a new client's coming to you or an existing client even is coming to you. And the first thing that you do is you create kind of that consultation. You check in with them. How, you know, how do you want your hair? How was your hair last time? What did you like about it? What don't you like about it? Blah, 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 blah. So you're in this kind of like this inquisitive consultation mode. You're reviewing where they've been 
and where they want to go, last visit or desired results if they're new. And part of how you incorporate an opening story in here is that what people need to know is that you can A, accomplish what they're looking for, and B, you are expert enough to be able to do it, okay? That you have the knowledge, the skill set to be able to do it. So an opening story has a tendency to be more personal and about you. Now, I know sometimes when our clients are sitting in our chair, we try to make it all about them. But what happens is we end up missing a beat. And the beat is, is we try to be too much of an expert too soon. And then what we don't have is we haven't built a rapport, we haven't built trust, or we haven't built a strong enough relationship for them to trust going down the path of repeating what somebody else has done, um, trying something new. There's not enough trust built up there because what happens is we try to be too much of an expert too soon. An opening story is the ability to be able to share a little bit of yourself. And it, and it would be something like this, you know, like, oh, you know what? I feel like I'm getting too gray, but I don't want to keep being dark. I feel like I need to kind of do something to, to blend it. Um, you know, so that I can, uh, so I can have it last longer without having dark hair and gray roots coming in. Like this is a, this is a very popular problem with many clients that come into the salon. Here's how you create the story effect. I understand. I get it. Oh, I know that to be true. Many of my clients struggle with this. As a matter of fact, my mom is one of them that has darker hair. And when she started getting gray, I, I shared with her that it might be best now if we start doing some dimensional color. And the idea behind dimensional color was it would make the roots less obvious and it would create that blending effect that she's looking for. And as we do go get older, lighter hair does have an opportunity to complement our complexion. Okay, now maybe you wouldn't say getting older. That might have been a, that might have been a faux pas on my part for saying something like that. But as we age, sometimes lighter hair can complement our complexion. I hope that sounded better. Yeah. Now, that was me telling an opening story. It was nothing more than yes, my mom has a similar situation. So what I was doing is I was kind of reinforcing. I know many clients like this. My mom is one of them. So now you're personalizing it. And if my, you know, of course my mom's going to trust me to do it, but people then kind of get to know you a little bit. Now they know you have a mom that is also going gray and there's a similar uh, connection here type of thing. It doesn't have to be the big, you know, my name is Bonnie and I've been doing hair for 27 years because what happens when we do that is that is actually a credential or expertise based story. And it might be too soon for that. So you're just, you're creating connection with an opening story. And then she'll be like, oh yes, I know. It's a, you know, eventually happens to all of us where we probably go gray and have to figure out what to do with our hair, you know, type of thing. So that's how the client would respond. She would respond um, compassionately to you just sharing a sidebar story like that. And what that's doing is it's creating a plan for you to unfold over the course of the appointment to provide that extra support, that extra 
um, way of taking things on so that they can trust you. What happens a lot of times in, the, in this initial consultation is that we, we might ask too many questions too fast. And then what, what we do is we showcase judgment over empathy. So the opening story is designed to avoid a bit of judgment and open up more to empathy. So when you think, say things like, I understand, I get it, I know, um, then what you're doing is you're being empathetic with that client instead of saying, yes, yeah, so what we would do is a dimensional color um, and it would, you know, it, uh, it will be three hours and um, our cost for that is $250 and then you need to come back every four to six weeks. Okay, so you were, yes, those are all expert things that you need to eventually share with them, but not maybe on the front end. You want to be able to get that empathetic buy-in first that they're like, you know what, let's do it. I think, I think I'm ready for something a little different because at this point when they say yes, they're trusting you, okay? Then now you have to be able to share the plan of how you're going to take them through this new course of action with their hair. And then you're getting buy-in once you've shared the plan, okay? So be careful of asking too many questions that benefit you and not the client too soon that are portrayed as judgment over empathy. So if, if you said, if you asked a question like this and you just said, well, have you ever had highlights before? And they go, you know, I think back in the day when we were kind of doing you know, like highlights through caps. I, I had it highlighted then, but I didn't really like it. It always looked too raw for me. And then you immediately go into, oh no, we don't do it like that. That's not empathy. That is judgment. Okay. It may make you sound like an expert, but what it's doing now is making her look uneducated and you look more educated and you don't want to do that with a client, even though we are, even though we, I know we are, you want to bring them into the story. So this is where you're going to open up a story loop and you're going to say, yeah, I understand that that was how they did it back in the day. And then, and what they did was they pre-lightened the hair to a pretty significant lightness. So there was a very much a contrast today. What we do is we manage the way that the color is being um, lightened to a degree that it creates more of a dimensional look. So not every highlight is going to be the same color. We're going to use varying colors to be able to create that multi-dimensional look on you so that it creates more of a blending effect. Now I'm educating her. Now I'm going into the expertise story. Okay. So that is uh, uh, number one, how to be able to create an opening story. And I transitioned really well into an uh, expertise story. All right, so number two is authentic story. An authentic story is, it's, it's really saying it's okay to be a little personal. They want to know you, okay? And the more that they know you, the more they trust you, the more they spend with you. So there's an indirect approach to authentic stories. Uh, not let me tell you about me, my hair, my mom, my sister, more personal related than, um, you know, then if they have to ask, then, then they might get the chance to be able to ask about you, okay? So the indirect approach is something like, I have, many of my clients have made this transition successfully and they're very happy with the results and they don't worry about their gray as much, 
Okay. So you're, you're kind of showcasing yourself as the expert because you have many of these clients, but you're also sharing that many of your clients are there. This is the type of clientele that you do. Now you're building more trust with that particular client in the moment. Okay. Now, other authentic stories can be just transitioning where if they start asking a little bit more about you, answer. You shouldn't have to necessarily be bringing up you in authentic stories. Authentic stories are just really a situation of, I recently had a client that, you know, was, was almost 50% great, far more than you. And um, they were ready to make the transition just to go gray. And it didn't happen overnight. We, it was a transition that we did over, you know, uh, three to six months um, in order to get the best results and have her be happy with it where she wasn't, you know, at all disappointed with her hair. So listen, at any time, you know, since we all end up going gray at some point, at any time that you want to make this transition, let me know. We'll talk more about that too. Okay. So authentic stories can be, sharing a little bit more about the type of work that you do or something more personal type of thing. Be careful though, not to have it be too much information or too much personal information um, or unrelated to building trust in that relationship of provider and client. All right. Be careful that it's, it, it, it could be too much. I understand that clients want to know about you like, oh, are you married? Oh, do you have kids? Oh, did you get the COVID vaccination? <laughs> like these are probably simple questions that clients ask and it's okay to answer the questions. You don't want to necessarily be the one that's sharing all of your personal history to a client without them maybe showing some interest or engaging in wanting to get to know you a little bit more. But part of the problem, if they're not saying yes to certain things that you're doing, like pre-booking, buying home care, maybe making bigger transitions that they're kind of wanting to do, but they're not quite there yet, it's most likely because maybe they don't feel as comfortable with you person to person. And you might need to get a little bit more personal and that would be an authentic story, okay? Authentic stories are sharing sometimes the struggles, the hardships, the overview of why you do what you do, um, how you've done it in the past, what you've seen as a struggle for other people type of thing. Those would be considered authentic stories, all right? And then, of course, there is, which we've talked about a little bit here, because everything can lead to an expert story. You don't always want to start out with an expert story, but it will lead to an expert story. And expert stories are designed to ease expectations and build more trust in you, you as a provider, in you as a professional, in you as somebody that is going to take on a particular project or task. Now, you could have a small business, um, you know, part of my small business is, is coaching and providing marketing and branding services for my clients. Um, and sometimes when I'm working with newer clients, they don't know, I, maybe I, you know, I, listen, I don't have a ton of stuff that I'm showcasing on my website of every client that I've worked on. Most of the work that I do a lot of times with my clients is kind of behind the scenes. So I'm not in a position to be putting it out front and saying, you know, I did this, I did that, I helped them with this, I helped them with that. So I have to storytell my way through opportunities of selling to these newer clients so that they can see that I have the skill set, I have the expertise, 
and I have the ability to be able to help them with what their concerns are, help them solve their problems in there. So things like recommendations, suggestions, um, asking curious questions um, that you can convert into stories is a great way to be able to put expert stories out there. See, because people don't want to be sold, but they want to buy. They, bought, they want to buy when it solves a problem that they're having, okay? Um, now, as a business coach, I've always said that there really isn't business coaching. It's kind of life coaching or personal coaching that we tie in their business to because I can't coach a business. A business is not something that can be in action. I'm coaching an owner and the owner has to be able to be prepared to take on some of the tasks and actions that coaching requires. This is no different than the type of business that you may have as a small business, if you're, especially if you're a provider-based business. It's the same thing. People are coming in because they want a certain look, a certain thing, a certain way to feel, a certain type of product that, that supposedly helps them. Um, and ultimately, your job is, is to be able to help them achieve that desired result and solve problems that are showing up that are preventing them from being able to happen. So, you know, another cautionary place here is nobody likes to know it all. Okay, and everybody wants to feel heard, valued, appreciated, and respected. So in the expert stories, which again, like I said, I don't recommend you start out with expert stories, but in expert stories, you still have to have empathy and compassion show up in those stories in order for people to build that trust bridge with you. Okay, you still got to do that because you're ideally the reason why people say yes to you is because they feel as though they have a relationship with you and that they trust you. And storytelling is a great way to be able to bridge that gap of traditional communications. All right. And then, of course, the final story is transitional stories. When you're ready to share the plan with them, um, a transitional story is really good. So you could say something like, so I shared with you early on um, some of the ways in order to have your, your, your hair, your color last longer and to be able to have, you know, the, the, the body or the smoothness that you're looking for, whatever their, their concerns are. Okay. Now you're going to share the plan with them. And the plan that you're going to share is what you recommend. Come back in four to six weeks. Uh, here's the date, you know, four weeks out. And here's my dates for six weeks out. Come back somewhere in between this timeline here. Um, I'm going to recommend some. I'm going to recommend some home care products for you that are going to help to create, you know, that longevity that you're looking for. Um, or you can say things like transitional stories are really good when you're sharing other people's stories. So it could be something like um, nine out of ten of my clients are have you know are wanting to control their frizzy hair. These are the products that I recommend for those clients that really don't like when the humidity is high and are looking to have more manageable hair. Okay. You guys, that's a story. All right. There's, there's nothing more to that. There's a story. So share other people's stories and get the conversation back on when you're referencing upgrades, why you'd want to upgrade them um, to maybe better quality products or um, a mask, uh, a toner. Um, you know, a serum type of thing. 
um, share stories when you're looking for them to be able to pre-book. Okay. And so it could be, it could, let's say it's this client that they've been trying to get in um, with you and they call and you have to book them two or three weeks out, but they kind of have been resistant to be able to pre-book. So this would be the great opportunity and say, tell me a little bit about what you have coming up over the next two months so we can look at your next appointment, you know, and that, or you could share something like, I'm going to be on vacation coming up. So I want to make sure that we can book you before I leave for vacation. Um, that's a great way. And then of course they're going to say something like, Oh, where are you going on vacation? And then now you've converted it to an opening story. You've opened a new story loop. You've converted it to an opening story and you're getting personal with them and it's leading to an authentic story, which then takes you back to an expert story and you're transitioning into, I have to be able to make sure this client pre-books, okay? Or I have to make sure that this client is buying home care, all right? This is also called seeding the offer. All right, so you're planting seeds to be able to have the client kind of fit into a perfect, a perfect plan to have their hair look its best at all times. Okay, higher upgrades, pre-booking so that they're not waiting too long in between appointments, buying home care to be able to have them look their best um, and have their hair be easeful for them while they're at home. All of these transitional stories help for you to get them to get to know you a little better, for you to get to know them a little better, and it builds trust through opening empathy and expertise stories. They're ready to hear what the plan is at this point, and they're ready to understand what's next. Okay, so it's a great way to be able to kind of transition to the close of your appointment as well. Okay, so those are the four stories that I wanted to talk about today. Um, I've got a couple opportunities for you guys to expand on that a little bit, you know, because when you learn to fish and storytell, success comes faster and frankly, it comes easier as well. It comes easier and it comes faster. Um, now, I built an entire masterclass um, on storytelling. So, uh, it's, it's tied to a lot of uh, clients that I have that I teach them how to be really fantastic, powerful presenters, but it applies to any arena where you're selling yourself, selling services, selling products, selling your business. Okay. And the series is, uh, is called building your brand with stories. It's $27. It's a masterclass on the art of storytelling. And you can go to bonniebonadeo.com slash events. Um, and click on um, that storytelling icon and it will take you to the actual masterclass that you can listen to at your convenience because uh, it's an on-demand featured class on there. Or you know what? You can join me on June, July 26th and August 7th, I mean August 2nd, and we're going to be talking about the secrets uh, to hiring success because uh, I know hiring has been a big problem. Now, I want to tie in sales to hiring. If you're looking for new staff right now, it means that you have to sell people on why your business is better to come work for than say another business. So even in this hiring conversation that we're struggling with right now, 
um, I promise you it's a version of sales and we're going to, I'm going to show you how storytelling to be able to get hiring going and, and getting um, better results from hiring is also very relevant. So this is a masterclass. Uh, it's going to be July 26 at 12 PM, or you can, I'm going to repeat it again on August 2nd at 6 PM Eastern times. Um, and again, it's called SOS Secrets to Hiring Success. And if you are interested in, in either one of those classes, you can go to saveoursalons.com, saveoursalons.com. Um, if you sign up for this class, it's $25 for the uh, masterclass fee. If you sign up for either one of those sessions, you will get the free boot camp. Okay, and I'm going to do the boot camp live. August 3rd through 6th. So you're going to get four extra days of being able to, we're going to break it down a little bit more so that you can kind of really see what of these strategies do you need to be doing in order to get some new support, new help, new staff, new team, new crew on board with you. Okay. And as always, you guys, you know that you can go to SOSSalonCoaching.com um, just to be able to say, Bonnie, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's the right thing for me. I want to just set up an appointment with you and, and uh, talk it through. You can always do that at SOSSaloncoaching.com. Yeah. So, all right, guys, thanks for joining me for SOS Small Business Coaching and Podcast, um, where we're all about building brands that survive while developing you to thrive. All right. We'll see you next week.